Hi, everyone. You're tuned into the Possibilities Podcast. Um, I'm Julia Sotis, your host. And um, this is actually our, our premiere episode um, of, of this show. Um, I used to, I'm a facilitator of Access Consciousness, and I've been using the tools of Access for about seven years. And maybe five years ago, I started a radio show really like using the tools of Access Consciousness. And uh, I did it for two, two and a half, three years, somewhere in there. And I absolutely loved it. And then I just started getting really busy and I sort of, I stopped recording episodes of the show. So I recently, I've just, I've missed it. And I love the conversations that I get to have with other facilitators around the world and the people that I get to know and the different perspectives that I get to, to receive. And, um, and just the people who are out there listening that wouldn't get this information any other way. Um, I, you know, like to be able to pull these different questions and things out of different facilitators. Um, so I really, really enjoy that. And uh, so that's really why I'm doing the show. And I, I uh, open the line to, to anybody who has questions for those of you who are listening live. And, uh, you know, feel free to interrupt. In Access Consciousness, we say, there's no such thing as um, a stupid question, only stupid people who don't ask questions. So, so please ask whatever you want. This is uh, going to be a really, really kind of outlandish radio show. This may be, introduce you to topics and things that you've never encountered before. Um, it's really, really off the charts. We use something called the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. So um, that's a tool, um, a method of access consciousness that I've used um, pretty much probably every day, at least 50 times a day probably since I started. And I love it because it just keeps making my life greater and greater and, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people um, are using the clearing statement all over the world every single day. And access consciousness is in 174 countries around the world. So it's, it's a kind of a worldwide movement and it's a little bit underground, but it's kind of coming above ground now and it's becoming actually a lot more mainstream. So we're really excited about that as certified facilitators. Um, around the world. So today I am so excited to introduce my guest, Dr. Adriana Popescu. Um, Popescu or Popescu? I still can't get it right. Adriana. It's so hard. And Popescu. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and Dr. Adriana is actually a, a very close personal friend of mine. Um, we met, uh, I don't know, at the beginning of of my access consciousness career. And I uh, just have such a fondness and such a love for her. She's just such a dear friend. And she's really facilitated me through some tough times in my life. And, and uh, you know, has, she is a facilitator. She's a therapist and, and a psychologist and works with people through some of the darkest parts of their life, works with drug addicts and, and all kinds of different things and has all kinds of different degrees that I can't wait for her to tell us about. Um, and she's been doing access consciousness and talk to the entities for years. I said to Adriana, I can't believe that I have been not been doing talk to the entities all these years and you've been doing talk to the entities all these years. I'm so stupid. <laughs> I, I, I just, it's the most amazing body of work. It's sort of a sub, uh, sub genre of access consciousness. Um, and it's an amazing body of work. And that's really what we're going to talk about today is talk to the entities and how to integrate and work with entities in your everyday life. Um, as I do, as Adriana does, and as a lot of people, um, in access consciousness do. So without further ado, welcome Adriana. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so happy to have you. And, uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, exactly, um, I just can't remember. I know you're a spiritual psychologist and all kinds of different things, but I'd love to hear about your, your training and um, 
really what you do with your clients. Great. Thank you so much, Julia, for having me here today. Um, I love being able to get the word out about access, about talk to the entities, about just like seeing the world through a different lens than what we've been doing, because obviously um, <laughs> this reality, the way that we have uh, been living it is not working for many of us, right? And so those of you that are on this uh, podcast are obviously seekers of something different, and, and I was too, um, probably my whole life, really. Um, in fact, actually, it's funny, my first experience with the spirit world, I think I had always been aware of the spirits from a very young age. Like, I remember moving into a house, a creepy old house, where the guy who had lived in it before um, had died in there, and his presence was very much still in the house, and it freaked me out because um, as a little kid, you know, I'm of the area of all the scary movies around the spirit world, like Poltergeist and The Exorcist and all that. And so yeah. I really had a lot of um, points of view about spirits are scary and they're really powerful and they're going to get you and they're out to get you. And so I was pretty terrified, actually, um, of my awareness as a kid. And I didn't know what to do with it. And nobody talked to me about it. Um, and then as I, uh, as I got older, you know, my father passed away when I was 15 and I could really feel his presence around me after he had died. And I remember I was in New York and uh, I grew up in New York and I was walking through Grand Central Station and this Hare Krishna guy walked up to me and he said, you need this book. And I, and I looked at it and it was, um, it was called Coming Back, The Science of Reincarnation. And that book so opened me up to the reality and combined with the experiences I had had, it finally validated for me like, yes, there is something beyond death. You know, like, there's like our spirit goes on. And then I became very curious. How old were you? 15. 15. Yeah. Wow. Gotta love yeah. growing up in New York City. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and normally too, I would never have allowed like someone like that to come up to me, you know, like some weirdo Hare Krishna guy, right? But I knew, like even back then, I knew I needed to talk to him. I knew I needed to accept this book. And I read it and it changed my life. Um, and so from there, you know, I did a pr pretty traditional college experience. And then after college, I had taken some time off to go to Vail, Colorado, um, where my life totally changed because I had become, I started getting really sick. So my journey is kind of a, what some might call the shaman's journey in that I became really ill and I needed, you know, I started seeking. I, um, I didn't know what was wrong with me. It took them 13 years to figure out I had Lyme disease. Uh, but in the meanwhile, I started looking at alternative medicines and acupuncture, and I found energy psychology. And I ended up, um, when I finally went to grad school, I ended up picking a very alternative grad school. It's called the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology. And so there, I literally had classes in like past life regression and shamanic journeying and Aikido and yoga and all these different things and all kinds of spiritual traditions that we studied. And that really opened me up to looking at the world through different lenses and, um, and then and hypnotherapy and all that kind of stuff. And so I was already well on that journey with especially energy psychology and those tools that were so powerful in helping me heal from my illness. But the missing piece, um, I would say I was like 80% better for my Lyme disease when I found access about, you and I came into it at the same time, about seven or eight years ago, yeah. right? Yep. And I don't really know, I'm not doing it out of like... Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so the so the thing, the piece that was missing that I finally got when I went to my second uh, foundation class was the entity piece, right? Yeah. So I remember my first facilitator, Lauren Marie. She asked me in my very first foundation. She goes, "Are you a walk-in?" And that was such a like trippy concept to me that I couldn't even begin. I was like, no way, no, I'm not that. Even though I had an awareness like, oh, she might be right. I wasn't ready to hear it yet. No. Um, and, I, and, and maybe we should even explain like what a walk-in is in a minute. Don't let me yeah, forget. By all um, and, and, so, uh, and so when I took my second foundation, um, I was much more open to that possibility. And I realized, in fact, I am a walk-in. I came in at the age of two and my original inhabitant that was born into this body did not want to be here. And she was the one who had created this Lyme disease in my body that was slowly killing me. And so when I was able to finally set her free, which was not 
the easiest task. But when I did, suddenly, like my health took an even more dramatic turn and I got symptom free from the Lyme. Wow. So that really prompted my curiosity about the Talk to the Entities work. And I was really drawn to Shannon O'Hara, you know, Gary's. Gary is the founder of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas, and his stepdaughter, Shannon O'Hara, is the creator of Talk to the Entities. And I was really drawn to her and the work and her, you know, her strength and her fierceness and her potency. And so I started taking classes with her and was in the very first Talk to the Entities facilitators class and have been using those tools ever since uh, with my clients. So yes, I work with addicts. I work with a lot of people with trauma. I've worked with schizophrenics and people with what we used to call multiple personality disorder. And I've realized that so much of what, you know, we, what our, the Western medicine world is calling, you know, a brain disease is actually people's awareness of entities or people having multiple entities attached to them or in their bodies. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I found, you know, when I heard this, I just thought it was so interesting. Um, I think it was actually maybe Shannon who was talking about it, but people who have schizophrenia actually have different physical ailments with the different personalities. Like somebody can have full um, diabetes symptoms and be a full diabetic. And then when that, that person switches and the new being comes in, um, that person can have, will have no diabetes at all. It might have like back pain or something. It, right. It's really wild. So I thought that was a really cool testament to just how much the being that is occupying your body actually um, affects your body and your health. I mean, just just looking at health, just that one isolated part of your body, how massive an effect the being has on that. Well, totally. And, and that's actually been documented in the Western medicine world. They, they just can't explain why, you know, or the people who get amnesia, you know, they have like an accident or whatever, and, or they have a surgery, right? And then they come out of it and the, the, the person doesn't remember anything about their history before, you know, this accident. And that to me now, my awareness is, oh, a new being's come in the body and the other one left. I mean, Shannon talks about that in her book, right? In Talk to the Entities. She talks about like falling off the horse and that was how, you know, one being left the body and another one came in. Right, right. It's yeah. so much weirder than we, than we thought. It is, it is. And can, so, Adriana, can you explain exactly what a being is, what an entity is, what a walk-in is, and how they all work with the body? Like, it, what exactly is this? Yeah. So, um, so what my understanding is from Shannon's work and, and my, my awareness that seems to go along with it is that, you know, we're, we have a soul, a spirit, whatever, in access, we call it, you're an infinite being, right? right. And, you're, and you're being this part of you that goes, it goes from lifetime to lifetime and different dimensions, realities, whatever. It's the part of you that stays the same, but you much like you would live in a different house or drive a different car, the body, the embodiment you choose can change. And so you can have things like other lifetimes and you can have other forms that you might take. Um, and so uh, a walk-in is the situation. So like you're born into a body, right? Like, you know, your parents come together and have sex and you as a spirit then come into the body. And we say, you know, that you actually choose your parents. <laughs> um, for whatever reasons, usually you have your reasons for choosing those two particular people. You come into a body, you're born and all of that. But what can happen is if at some point in your life, um, and I see this a lot with people who've had like trauma and abuse, or they grew up in a home where, you know, like in, in my case where the parent, like one parent was super depressed um, you can get to the space where like, you don't want to be here anymore. And you might say to yourself as a little kid, like, I can't handle this. Um, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to, I want out. And so that sort of becomes the opening for other beings to come into your body to either keep you company or to take over for you. You know, like if you can't handle the abuse that's going on, you might invite in another entity that's actually stronger than you who can handle it. And right. then what you do is you dis, what we would call dissociate, you check out, right? Like a lot of people will check out during the abuse stuff 
and they won't actually be present or someone else will take over. And I used to have this with my trauma people before access. I would have ex clients who would say to me, yeah, you know, when things get too intense, I check out, I black out and someone else takes over and usually they're violent or angry they fight back and I have no control over it. Okay. And so, um, so if you don't, so if the previous occupant, the original inhabitant, whoever it is, doesn't actually leave the body, you end up in a situation where you have multiple occupants in the same body, which is kind of a weird thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which kind of explains like the multiple personality disorder stuff, right? Yep. Um, and so you can have, and then you can have all kinds of other interesting scenarios where you have like a whole group of beings occupying your body. Um, especially like Shannon wrote about, I remember in a blog post that she got the awareness at some point that she had a bunch of Holocaust victims that she was carrying around with her. Because sometimes what happens is people will make oaths and vows with each other and say, we're going to stick together, right? And so multiple beings will go lifetime after lifetime. These souls will bond together and they might all incarnate into one body. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of activity going on in one person's body yeah. and brain, especially, I mean, for me, well, for me, number one, like the mental health field without the acknowledgement of entities is a total joke. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, I mean, how could they, whatever, it'll come, hopefully, but yeah. it's, it's, it's like, but, but the, but the mental, I mean, for me personally, the mental activity and the racing thoughts and the total sort of chronic dissatisfaction and frustration and and pandemonium that that goes on in my head when i don't acknowledge that it's entities who actually are just filling my head with these thoughts you know beings that i've allowed to be in my body and be in my world or just be aware of it's like it's the activity is so frantic and for me personally, you know, mm -hmm. it's so frantic and so intense that by not acknowledging what's going on, I, you know, just go crazy. Yeah. Well, it's an extension of the whole, who does it belong to concept? You know, like we, if any of you who have done, you know, basic access, you know, one of the primary tools we talk about is who does this belong to? Right. Like, the vast majority of your thoughts and feelings are not yours. They're just your awareness of what's going on with others. But people don't realize that that also extends to the spirit world. So you're aware of like, and, and there are actually more spirits out there than there are people. And they're all around us all the time. So you're picking up on all these, you know, entities who all have their own histories, their traumas, their anxieties, their worries, whatever, and you're picking up on all of that as well. If you misidentify that as being your stuff, you're going to think you're crazy. <laughs> totally. Totally. I had a I had a lady that I was working with, I was doing some sessions with a lady in Israel who had basically become agoraphobic, meaning like she couldn't even leave her house anymore. She was so overwhelmed with stuff. That wait, 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 agoraphobic? Yes. Okay, so that's like a fear of leaving the house or what is yeah, that? Yeah, fear of being in public places. Oh, okay. So she couldn't even, like she couldn't go on the freeway, she couldn't go like out of her house and she was in Israel, okay? And what it came down to was that she was so aware of all the spirits of Israel, you know, all the people who had died in all these wars and all this intense violence and hatred. And, you know, Israel's been a mess for a long, long time, right? For like hundreds and hundreds of years. And she was aware of all those entities that were traumatized. And she was picking up on all of it. And her level of anxiety was through the roof because she wasn't acknowledging that they were actually trying to get her attention and trying to like you know get her to get her to help them wow and this is the thing people if you have an awareness of entities and they know it they will try to get your attention right, right. includes right. Like, physical symptoms you might feel like they're pushing on parts of your body you might just be aware of their uh of their feelings and their thoughts um and so, like in the Talk to the Entities classes, as Julia knows, we teach people how to work with that. Um, we talk about, and you can maybe talk about this too, so, uh, is the, the three things we can do with entities. 
like clear them, communicate with them, receive from them. Um, oh, because, sorry, I think you just cut out for a second there. Oh, I was talking about maybe you can even like share with the people on this call, like what the three things we can do with entities that we teach about in the talk to the entities. Classes. Oh yeah. So clear, communicate and receive. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to talk about them? Sure. Yeah. Okay, sure. So, I get tired of hearing my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I could listen to you forever. But um, yeah, so clear, communicate, and receive. So there's basically Shannon O'Hara teaches that there's only basically three things that you're going to need to do with an entity. You can clear them because they, you know, they, entities don't realize that they're stuck in time most of the time. Like when in this reality, we have such a weird, um, how do I put it? Such a weird, mm, non-positive relationship to the idea of death. And so when people die, they don't usually even realize that they've died. And we're not, you know, adequately prepared for our body dying. You know, it's a terrible thing, it's a traumatic thing, it's a sad thing. And because people aren't talking to entities in the way that they could and is natural to, it's like when somebody dies, you do lose them. They are gone from your life. But what, you know, what I've really loved about the work is that I don't even have an idea of death. I can't remember when people died. I don't know who's alive and who's dead. You know, it's like the, some of my older family members or people in my life, it's like, did they die? Are they alive? I can't remember. But it's, it's like, it's because I can talk to them alive and dead energetically in the same way. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really make a difference. The conversation is still the same when you're willing to talk to entities and communicate with them in that way. So, so clearing them is actually giving them the awareness that they are dead <laughs> or whatever, that they don't have a body anymore. Maybe not all of them are dead. Some of them are, are beings that are not even human beings. They're, they're different spirits, different creatures. Um, you know, we can get into the fairy tales and the folklore and all of those those beings that actually did exist, the trolls, the elves, the gnomes, you know, the sprites, the sylphs, the sirens, all of those different fairy tale creatures are very much true creatures of the earth that just, you know, don't have bodies that we can see. And, and, and as you communicate more with the spirit world, you may begin to see them. But it's not as much about seeing as it is about perceiving and actually knowing what is like for me i don't see entities you know there's not there's not i've never had a person standing in front of me but i see them out of the corner of my eyes i have flashes of light you know i i know when they're there and i'm very lucky because most of us have that sort of smashed out of us but for me when i was you know, when I was a little girl, I was very empowered. My mom was so into talking to ghosts and entities and all kinds of things like that. And I remember um, when I was like maybe seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there, I would be a little bit afraid to, oh, I have to mute somebody. I would be a little bit afraid to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night because I could perceive this man who lived behind our piano <laughs> and and I said to my mom mom there's a man behind the piano and she said oh that's amazing and so she took me to like a, a psychic to talk about it and they told me who the man behind the piano was and and it was like this very positive experience and like I realized at that time I had this gift and my mom made it this wonderful thing that I could perceive this but that's like the total opposite of the way that most people were brought up in this area so um, you know perceiving and speaking to entities is not something that comes really easily when we've been told you don't there's no monster under your bed there's no you know you know, it's just, uh, you're just making it up or it's just in your head or things. It's your imaginary friend. That's what they say a lot. It's your right. imaginary friend. Not, right. it's not real. Right. Exactly. So it's like, you have to really be your own 
empower, you have to empower yourself because most of us just haven't had that kind of empowerment. And so, so that, so with, um, clearing them, it's give, it's, it's letting them know it's facilitating them. It's saying, Hey, you know what? You have a different reality available. You have a different future available. You don't have to stay here stuck in time, stuck in this life. You don't have a body in this life anymore. So there's a future. You can go choose another body or go to another place or reality or whatever you want. Yeah, they get stuck in an, in an identity is what I get, which is, okay. you know, which is what really an entity is. I mean, an entity is something that's defined. That's how we talk about it. But in this case, you know, when the person is passed, they can still be stuck in their identity. Like I'm Joe Schmo, who is this type of person. Like I had, I have a, uh, in the past had a lot of entities who show up who are soldiers and they're still like bound to their, like to each other or they're bound to like their oaths and vows to their country or to the war they're fighting. Like they're just stuck in that whole story of the last of the life they had here or some other life they had here. Right. I've worked with like native American spirits who um, think of themselves as the stewards of the land and they refuse to leave a property or a piece of land because they're, they think it's their job to guard it, you know? Right. Yeah. That's such a good point. It is an identity. And like, I mean, the nice thing would be what I could see possible, like what I see possible with these tools is where we don't have to have an identity. You know, we, we put so much into who we are and who we are in relationship to this person. And are we married? Are we not married? You know, we define ourselves as parents and we define ourselves by our jobs and everything is about our entity and our place in society and who we think we are and, it's just so boring and draining and there's no true receiving in that. And if we didn't have those identities, we would be able to move forward after our body died really easily. Mm -hmm. But we're like gripping on and holding to this idea of who we are. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so it's really empowering. I see the work, like when we're doing that type of work, when we're facilitating the entities and it's funny for me, like I really do end up doing like, so it feels like therapy. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm therapizing like the entities who show up or when, when people's, um, when I'm with a client in session and uh, their dead relatives show up, I'm sometimes literally doing family therapy, like helping them resolve their differences so that the entity feels more at peace and more empowered and then they can move on. They don't feel, because a lot of times they're hanging around because they feel guilty. You know, like I wasn't there for you, so now I'm going to hang around you trying to like make it right. You know, um, so it, it's an empowering thing that if we can do that for them and give, give them some awareness and some choice and actually use the access tools on them. I pock and pod the entities, you know, <laughs> um, so that they can choose something different. And it's like, and it's like with, with all of this, you know, when we, when we can talk to them and integrate them into our lives, it's like, this whole world becomes open to us that is completely closed to us. And there are benefits of opening yourself up to the spirit world that are beyond what you can imagine before you do it. Like yeah. it creates this level of like health that we don't even realize we're sick in this area until we actually start to do it. And we start to heal and have this health and have this integrate integration or receiving of the spirit world into our everyday reality it's like personally i just i'm just feel so much stronger and happier and i'm able to deal with things that come up in my world that i wasn't able to deal with before it's just yeah. so empowering and that's just the beginning there's just there's so much more available after that too right well, which is, which, you know, takes you to the receiving. So we can clear the entities, i.e. help them get unattached from people's bodies, places, objects, whatever, right? We can communicate with them, like we've talked about, and then we can receive from them, which is something most people, it's not even in their reality that that's possible. It wasn't in mine, you know, I, especially when I had the point of view that they're all out to get me. I had this experience <laughs> when I was 
in, in my house, I'm, some of you may have heard this story before. I had this experience one time in my house where like I tripped and fell really hard, like the kind that knocks the wind out of you and you're like, <gasps> and you're in all this pain. And I remember feeling this like warm, like nurturing, like motherly kind of energy all around me. And I heard in my head, are you okay? And, um, and it was like, <laughs> And I laid down and I just like put my barriers down and I let this entity like put, I could feel all this healing energy, this loving, like nurturing energy come through my body, like letting that pain and all of that dissipate. And I was like, wow, like that, they can do that. <laughs> like I could have entities work on my body. I can ask them to help heal the things in my body that are aching and hurting and whatever. And, and I do that almost every night now. I ask my teammates to like, and beings of light to work on my body and help it, whatever it requires. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it took, and it took some doing to be able to let go of the points of you, my fear. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I can let these people touch my body. They might try to fuck with it. I better not do that. You know, like I had to really pock and pod a lot of that to be able to be so vulnerable as to allow them to contribute to me in that kind of way. Right. Right. Um, um, what was I going to say? Like for you, Adriana, how do you actually integrate? Like, I, I don't know why I keep saying the word integrate today. How do you actually work with the entities? Like, like what are some of the practices that you do that people could start to look at as things that they could do to have more of this in their life? I think it just starts with, um, I like teammates. I like going, starting there. Like what if you had a group of beings um, and some of them may be uh, people you've known in this lifetime or other lifetimes. Some of them may be non-human, you know, beings. Um, what if you, but what if you had a group of beings, some people call them, you know, your angels or your spirit guides. Shannon likes to call them teammates because that kind of evens the playing field. It doesn't make them like superior to you. Um, what if you had a group of beings that was always there for you to have your back and, um, and they typically aren't going to intervene in your life unless you ask them to. So I like starting with, um, Shannon has a great teammate exercise audio that you can get in her shop. Um, and, uh, and I like listening to that. I like recommending that for people. And I often will listen to it. It's like a 20 minute sort of meditative, you know, audio, or sometimes I'll walk people through this in sessions where you just get real quiet and you close your eyes and you kind of, you know, expand your space out, lower your barriers and just allow yourself to have contact with these, invite them forward, ask all the beings who are not here for you to go away and invite the entities who are here for you to come closer and to make their presence known and see if you can perceive their energies. Wow. And then, and then just talk to them, you know, um, let them touch your body, let them, whatever, like experiment with it. Take, take it like an experiment. Don't have an attachment to a particular outcome. Just see what shows up. Right, right. Well, so making contact with them, I think that's um, a cool way to start. Um, nature, if you want to explore nature spirits, just go out in nature. You know, go somewhere where there's no people and it's quieter so you don't have all that mental chatter. And, um, you know, put your hands on a tree, sit down on the earth or go in the water, you know, or sit by water. I find there's a lot of water spirits that I'm aware of. Sit by a creek or, or a river or the ocean and just see what you can perceive. I, and again, ask them to make their presence known to you right. and then just start interacting with them. I have these fairies. I think, Julia, <laughs> I might have told you this before. I... Um, I'm in San Francisco and, you know, it's not a lot of nature, but I always drive through the Presidio every day, which is like, well, which is nature. And uh, I always say hi to all the, um, all the entities as I'm driving through. I have like less than a minute that I drive through there, but there's these fairies. <laughs> um, I'm always playing music really loud and there's these fairies that I can like, I, I get this like mental image of them doing this like twerking and like booty bump as I'm like playing music <laughs> and going through the Presidio. And it's so cute. And I'm like, woohoo, having a little like dance party with the fairies. I mean, I don't know, be creative, be playful, you know, like be that kid that would have and or perhaps did play with the nature spirits when you were before you were made wrong for it or thought it was weird or whatever, you know? Right. Right. And I think that's like the biggest thing really with all of this to overcome is just this 
this I'm crazy or am I really talking to somebody or did I really see that or like is this really going on and and if you can get past that barrier I mean that you know and you'll have some some people will have it to different degrees than you know another but it's like if you can actually get past that and allow this world in I mean you will have strengths and power and advantages that other people do not have because nobody is listening to the to the spirit world nobody is truly talking to entities there are very 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 few people who are empowered in this area and actually having this communication so they are so grateful that yes. you are there for them and willing to listen to them and willing to acknowledge them and facilitate them that the rewards that will come into your life based on their gratitude is unbelievable. I mean, well, it's just unbelievable. Well, and Julia, what they are capable of now without a body. So I had an interesting experience. Um, so I had a couple, a few years ago, um, I found out that an ex-lover of mine, like somebody from college, um, had died. And immediately, as soon as I'm on the phone with my friend and she's telling me this, I felt his presence. And it was crystal clear. I mean, uh, I could, it's like, um, for me, I tend to uh, communicate with entities telepathically. So it was like the conversation, I could hear his voice in my head, like as clearly as you and I are talking right now. And he just started hanging out. And he, every day, he was just here and he'd ride in the car with me and we'd crack jokes. I mean, I had a close, I started having a closer relationship with him deceased and without a body than I did when he was alive, when we had all kinds of crap between us. And he is now like chosen to be one of my teammates and he's here all the time in this. And I've, I've perceived him become less and less identified with his ego and he's more and more space. And he's this incredible, like loving, generous, like he's there for me. And he's just like, Hey, I'm here. And, but like when they don't have their trauma and drama anymore, you know, when the entities let go of all of that and they're just space and like this joy, bliss, ecstasy, and you let that energy in and he with my other teammates, like I let them um, bathe me in that energy. I mean, what a gift and what a reminder, like, oh my God, you know, not, it's not all about trauma, the trauma and drama of this like fucked up reality we're living in, you know, when we have a body. It's like, it reminds me that so much more is available. And like you said, like, what a gift that is to us and, and, and to them. Holy, that's quite a story. Yeah, right? Oh, that's amazing. It's great. <laughs> oh, and, and, and just to just, and I know I'm sort of backtracking a little bit, but he reminds me, he was somebody who was addicted to drugs. And um, I just wanted to add a piece around just like, that's another way that entities will come into your body is if you're doing like drugs and alcohol to the extent that you're like vacating your body, that's when you're allowing other entities in. So that's why I see a lot of it with my drug addict uh, clients uh, is, is they're creating that opening every time they're getting so high that they're um, leaving their bodies or checking out like the Jekyll and Hyde thing, you know, like someone's in an alcoholic blackout that someone else has come, has come in and taken over the body at that point. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and truly like the, the distress that comes from the entities that you let in, yeah. it's far, far more intense, damaging, difficult than the effect that the drugs physically have on your body. It's not well, about yeah. the physical effects. It's about the entities yeah. Well, and those entities typically are drug addicts. And so they had like, they like that energy. They're like, Ooh, someone's getting high. And they like, you know, they're magnetically drawn to it. And then, um, and then you've got a, you know, drug addicts like in your body with all their trauma and drama and everything that like they, they come with and then they'll fixate. They'll be, and then they'll tell you, Oh, you need to smoke or you need to, you need to drink, like take that drink, take that drink, you know, because they want to keep getting high. So they'll use your body to do that. <laughs> so would it be safe to say that when in, in a lot of cases, when you clear somebody's entity, like if they do drugs, they're a drug addict. If you clear the entities and dissipate the drugs, do those people get clean easier? They can if they're willing to be the dominant entity. And that's the tricky part. Okay. If you're allowing entities to come into your body or get attached to you, however you want to conceive of it, there's somewhere where you're not willing to be present. So I equally, yes, 
I have to work with all of that. But at the same time, I just, I also have to work with the person, the, the owner of the body, if you will, and getting them to be willing to stay present. Okay. Which usually means clearing things like, I don't want to be here. I can't handle it. People's stuff is too much for me. Like all that kind of crap. You have to clear those points of view so that they're willing to stay present and in their body and not keep checking out. Right. Right. Okay. That's great. That's, that's, that's the missing piece. So, so, um, oh, I wanted to just say, you know, it's so interesting that you were talking about your, your lover who really is now a teammate, which is unbelievable. That's such a cool story. And for me, it's been amazing just recently since I've really been diving into this work, I, I've been having this amazing, amazing relationship with my grandfather who, you know, was a, was a, a you know, like this guy you were talking about, he wasn't, he was an alcoholic. I mean, like a real alcoholic. And, um, and the, the energy that I have with him now and the way that he is there for me, you know, at first I asked him if he wanted to be cleared and he said no. And, you know, he's sticking around in my world and he's been coming to access classes with me for years without me even realizing it. And the, the being that he has become is just so kind and so benevolent and so happy for me and, and so contributive. It's just amazing. But, but it's so cool to hear you articulate how a relationship can change when a person leaves their body and, and how they can actually be willing to contribute to you in a totally different way after they've left their body. Yeah. Well, and you remind me too, like my dad was always hanging around me, you know, and I knew it, but it was more like a dark cloud because he was the depressed, unhappy person. It was like this dark cloud always around me. And eventually with me doing all the access, I was able to facilitate him and he got enough out of it that finally he could leave me and like, I could finally be free. Um, and he's in like a different space now that I can tell he's better. Like, but it took a long time for him to finally get whatever it was. And that's why sometimes the entities are hanging around us is because they're trying to get um, more conscious. And so they'll come to class with us, right? Or they'll, you know, be like there when you're doing clearings or whatever it is, because they too want, want something greater. And you're gifting them with that by choosing more for yourself, by choosing to get more conscious. Right, right. Exactly. Wow. It's just such a bigger world when, you know, when you choose to let this in, it's, it's, it's so much easier and so much more peaceful. And my sense of confusion about things has gone away in so many different areas because I can see everything that's around me. And, you know, for those of you who, who have, you know, really active thoughts and, and are kind of tortured, if you will, it's like, usually that's because you have such a huge capacity for the entities that they're hanging around and they're knocking on the door and they're sort of pounding on you saying, hey, listen to me, I'm here, let me in. And sort of usually the more intense that is, the greater the capacity that you have in this area. Totally, I find that as well. And so that's where, you know, maybe um, if you want, because most people don't know where to even start with that. They ha they may know they have that awareness and that capacity, but they don't know what to do with it. And that's where I find like the talk to the entities classes can be super helpful for people. You know, um, read Shannon's book. You know, she wrote a book about her story and she gives tools in there. Listen to podcasts like this, you know, like find out more, take a class. Um, she really has come, I mean, the whole origin of Talk to the Entities was, you know, Shannon being this natural born psychic and medium who eventually got overwhelmed with all of her awareness. And it wasn't until she went to Gary and said, can you please help me with this? And he gave her, he taught her how to apply the access tools to this specific area to empower her rather than, you know, she basically has said, I would have gone crazy. I would have become a paranoid schizophrenic and gone freaking crazy had I not used these tools to like find the gift in it all. Totally. Totally. I mean, I mean, most people, and this is something that's shifting and changing, but like, I'm realizing for me that just recently, 
strength has become more valuable than weakness. And this is something that's really, really new for me and really only came to the light through talk to the entities. But like in this reality, being weak is, is highly <laughs> celebrated and <laughs> um, uh, what's it called? Um, like, uh, like patting somebody on the back. I can't think of the word. Um, but it's like, it's like we are so, so taught to be weak and to be average. And every time we go beyond that, we're cut down. We're told that we're arrogant. We're told that we're greedy. We're told that we need to be more humble. Any sense of power that we get, it's like we, somebody will, even if they don't say it to you, they'll project something at you or put something in your world where you start to question yourself and then that strength erodes. Yep. And, and you have to be willing to have, I mean, for me, talking to the entities came first and then this sort of desire and appreciation for true strength came second. But it's like, you know, you have to, have this desire to to be whatever it takes to create a different world and and to have a strength that other people are not willing to be have or not willing to have and and I just just think it's so exciting and so interesting that my desire to be stronger and to actually like to be great in a way I've never been great before came from letting the spirit world in yeah and yeah. so I, I i asked them to help you know it's funny i have uh, another one of my teammates or beings who's uh here to contribute is like some sort of native american like guy that i was i think i was part of their tribe once and um for a while it was, i felt like i was being like mentored you know like they were they were it was really funny i would say well how will i know because Sometimes I can't tell who's around me and I'd be like, how do I know it's you when you come to visit? Like we'd made an agreement that he, you know, cause I asked, okay, let me backtrack. Um, uh, I had, um, wondered, Shannon has talked about like, what, what is it with some areas where like, you know, like Australia, the Aboriginal entities are so intense and they're very, they don't like, you know, people coming into their area and all that kind of stuff. And so they can kind of block you know, like access consciousness or the classes and stuff. And so I was looking at that in the Bay Area and being like, are there, you know, spirits of the earth or like beings here who are actually blocking the growth of access? And I found that there were. So I started talking to them and basically like, okay, what's it going to take for you to stop blocking, you know, what we're trying to create here with more consciousness? And what they told me was, we want you to help heal the earth of the damage that people have done to it. And we want you to start by cleaning out the bay. I'm in San Francisco, right? Clean out the bay. I'm like, clean out the bay. What does that even mean? I can't do that. And so they would say to me, and I would say, well, how will I know that it's you talking to me? I'm like, okay, I'm willing to do that. Show me what I need to do. And how will I know it's you? And I'm like, oh, well, you're Native American. Why don't you like beat a drum? And, and the little joke is, so they actually beat on my eardrum. <laughs> oh my, so my eardrum will start to throb. And that's Whoa. when I know this guy is around. And then I'd be like driving across the Bay Bridge and I would feel my, my eardrum beating. And then he'd be like, okay, now work on the Bay. And I'd just like, I would do like a symphony. Like I do like energy work on the Bay or I would run one of the body processes from access on the earth, you know? And he'd be like, yes. And I'd be flying in an airplane. He'd be like, now do that. And I'd be running bars on someone. He'd be like, okay, now while you're running bars, do this other thing. I'm like, I can't do those things simultaneously. Yes, you can. So it's almost like I felt like I was in like Jedi school training and like the Jedi elders are like training me in my own capacity, showing me what I'm capable of. I mean, uh -huh. the possibilities are endless. You can ask the entities contribute to your money flows. You can, I mean, I... Shannon will talk about how, you know, they can't balance her books because there's always more money in there that came mysteriously showed up, you know, in her bank account. I've had that experience. Um, gosh, there's so much they want to contribute to us. Yes, there is. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it is. Like you're saying, it's totally endless. And, and the possibility for, for, for strength and happiness and wealth 
and communion, it just, I don't even know how people can expect to get there without, without um, allowing this, this whole world in. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> what are the infinite possibilities? Totally, totally. Well, thank you so much. I could probably talk to, we could probably go on for five or six hours easily right now. <laughs> so we ran out of steam, but um, I'm, thank you so much for coming on, Adriana. It's just been awesome. It's my pleasure. Um, I'm so grateful that you are being that voice in the world um, to, to be the voice for the entities. That's really what we are, right? Like those of us that are talk to the entities facilitators and people who are open to this whole world. Like we are the, we are the voice for those that are unseen and unheard. And it's like, what, what can we together create to change what's not working here in this reality? And how can we keep shining that light of consciousness into all those dark spaces so we can have a different reality that, that we actually can enjoy and be happy with, you know, like I really see us as being the, I don't know if messengers is the right word, but whatever the, the, the creators of that, because that's what we're choosing. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, and thank you everybody who's listening live right now. We had an awesome audience listening in and, um, and there'll be many more listening in the future on iTunes and SoundCloud or wherever you find this on Facebook or who knows? Um, but thank you so much for, for being here. And um, what else can I tell you? Oh, um, Adriana, do you have any classes coming up that you want to let people know about or let people know how to find you? Sure. Um, I, I have a website, adrianapopescu.org, uh, A-D-R-I-A-N-A-P-O-P-E-S-C-U.org. I have um, next week on... August the 9th, I have an online Zoom called Saying No with Ease. I have a bars class here in San Francisco next uh, Sunday, and then a foundation class over Labor Day weekend. And I'm going to be doing a money and entities class um, in September on the 25th in Romania, um, where I will also live stream that. Um, and more to come. Wow. <laughs> Much more to come. Awesome. Awesome. Your website's beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Love it. Um, cool. Awesome. And actually, in 30 minutes, guys, um, we're going to be hopping on to another Zoom channel and doing a class called, I'm going to be facilitating a teleclass today called The Sex You Know Is Possible. So, and I think it's only, it's like $75. So it's, it's a kind of a low priced item and we're going to see where we go. So um, if you guys want to hop on in 30 minutes, there's still time and you can get your tickets at juliasotis.com. So we have that coming up today. That sounds um, fabulous, Julia. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little bit nervous because sometimes those sex conversations can get, you know, because people have so much abuse, you know, with sex. So they can sometimes get a little bit dark, but wherever it goes, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Sometimes they can be you know, a really light conversation, but more often it's, it gets pretty intense and gnarly. So, but I'm really excited to see where it goes and we've got lots of people signed up and we'll see what happens. So awesome. Well, thank you so much, Adriana. And thank you everybody listening live and in the future. And uh, we will talk to you next week on Possibilities Podcast. Bye everybody. Thank you. Bye.